live. We are live. Well, this is pre-tape, but you know, for y'all, for you guys, when you see this, will be live. Welcome to the debut episode of the Out of Bounds podcast. Yes, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. I go by the name of Liddell, the fashionista, manager editor of Twitter Culture Magazine, and alongside me is... Donovan Wilkins. I'm also known by Donnie. I hate being called Donovan. <laughs> Does it remind you of Donovan McNabb or something? Yeah, I had a, I had a social uh, history teacher who used to, who was a huge fan of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and he would always call me out. Because of the rivalry between the Steelers and the Eagles. And every chance he get, he just brag on me. And it's absolutely the worst. But he was also into crazy horses. So I don't know what to make of that. But yeah, I absolutely hated the name. For those of you guys that do not know, Donovan, tell us, tell us where you're from, bro. From the hometown of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Home of the best sports teams. I don't know about the best. Some of y'all teams kind of kind of underachieve a bit. We don't we don't talk about the Flyers right now. They're non-existent. <laughs> nah, man, but you got a lot of overpaid athletes in Philly. A lot of overpaid athletes. Who's overpaid? Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. If anything, he's underpaid. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's just me, but I expected more from Bryce. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, he's still like an all-star caliber player. But oh, last season, yeah. I personally expected more from Carson Wentz, who y'all just let go. We don't speak his name. <laughs> we, don't, we don't speak his name. <laughs> I'm not so sure if he's overpaid at this point, but he's definitely overrated, and that's Ben Simmons. Absolutely. I got I got to agree with you on that. I, I was riding the, the Ben Simmons high and all the, the effects that came with the trying it and stuff like that, but now I'm coming down, and I'm seeing he's got to go. He's just got to go. All right, now, before we get to things, like, what do you think about last night's NBA games? Like, there's been, like, a lot of high-scoring games last night. I believe, it, and it's been like this since the bubble, but uh, teams are just scoring 140 points daily. I, I know the Bucks back in October, they outscored, I believe, it was Celtics. It was, like, 89 to 140. But I, I think it that comes with shooting more uh the mid-range, the three-point shot. Now everybody can hit from the logo. LeBron James out here pulling up from the logo. Before, it just used to be Trey Young and Stephen Curry. But, I mean, we have yet to see Ben Simmons do it, but anybody can do it. I mean, and Ben Simmons, like, we spoke about this off camera, but um, what do you think about Ben Simmons as your starting point guard right now? At this particular moment in time, I think he is the best with what we have right now. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. We got to do this intro over, ladies and gentlemen. Because for three, we are a big three. Okay? I consider us to be like a big three. You know, I could be either KD or James Harden. It doesn't matter. Wait until you hear this, no. But no. But no is definitely our Kyrie Irving. You already know I'm Kyrie. I thought for sure you was going to be on Instagram Live instead of this podcast right now. Third eye is always Come That's on. definitely our Kyrie Irving. He's, <laughs> he's basically the point guard of this podcast, you know, so basically like he runs the point on things. So before we go any further on our Ben Simmons discussion, we're going to allow Noel to introduce himself to the people. Uh, hello. Hello, everybody. Kyrie, I'm Noel Austin. Oh, my bad. See, I'm already, I'm living the Kyrie. I'm already living it. I'm already living it. <laughs> But, You're definitely um, our Kyrie. Hey, hey, man. But um, my name is Noah Austin. Um, I'm just glad to be here. I talk my shit about sports, politics, anything. It's always unfiltered. It's always real. That's it. Y'all gonna know. Y'all gonna know. What? We got like an hour, 40, hour 45. Y'all gonna know after episode one. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be your, your big, you'll probably be my biggest fan or you're my biggest hater. One of the two. There's no in between. And you know what? We'll take either or as long as you guys do these three things. Like, share, and subscribe, okay? Because Absolutely. Exactly. We got a great first episode for you guys. We're going to delve into a lot of topics. One of the first topics, gentlemen, that I wanted to dive into, we'll get to Ben Simmons' uh, topic once we get down to the two-minute uh, Philadelphia. Oh, that. my God. Uh, here we go with this. Uh, we'll here that. we go with this. <laughs> What we, we do here. now? We just—I just got here. Already talking about Philly. Hey, okay. Dalvin, like he's like our Philly fanatic, you know. So he's always gonna like, you know, overhype his athlete. You, know? you should have heard what Liddell said earlier today, talking about uh, Bryce Harper is overpaid, man. Oh, oh, I mean, hold on. oh, god. 
I'm taking I'm taking Kuna Jr. before I'm taking Bryce Harper. Okay, understandable. Yeah. That's a good that's a good choice. Bryce Harper is a he, he's more of a he's Bryce Harper is a white Odell Beckham of baseball. <laughs> white Odell Beckham of baseball. I am not what is his batting average? Like <laughs> I'm just saying, he does a hair flip, and that makes it ESPN before like the catcher a home run. So to me, that's what he's known for. He's known for the hair flips and the, and the wild eye black. Okay, oh, yeah, he's known for being that cool guy that everybody wants to like be friends with. So, for so Odell like Beckham Jr. Hence my, I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Every, just, I, right. but third eyes open. Guys, I'm already like I'm telling you. I know it's early in the season, but seven games and Bryce Harper's bad two thirty eight. That's not bad. Mm. He has zero home runs and only oh, two oh. RBIs in seven games. Two thirty eight. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a slow start. But he also started slow last season, though. To me, that kind of sounds like an overpaid player. But we're not, not going to go any more further on, like, overpaid Philly players. Oh, okay. Definitely, Give me one st- thing that I definitely <laughs> want to discuss is pay in regards to our female athletes. Ooh. So... Our first topic for today, guys, is do female athletes deserve equal pay? Basically, it's like towards like their male counterparts. Like, should they be like on the same pay, pay scale? What do you guys think? For me, I'm a run point guy, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. But I think it depends. When you look at the women's U.S. national soccer team, they need the bag. They have won how many World Cups? How many has the men won? Zero. How many? No, no. Actually, how many has the men haven't even qualified for the World Cup or the Olympics in the past? How many? Yeah, they you just know, lost. They just, <laughs> just lost what, like a couple weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> the women go all the way and get the chip and come back. They need the bag. They need it. What, they, at okay, least they my thing is take the men's salary, give it to the women's team, let them switch salaries. Maybe the men will actually win something. That's how I feel. Because the women deserve it. But when you go to the WNBA, the WNBA is different. <laughs> Just because... Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, though, the women's national team, right? Would you agree that there's less competition in the women's game compared to the men's game? Women, WNBA? No, in terms of soccer. In terms of soccer, I think the competition... You're trying to trick me. You're trying to give me something. The women's competition, I've watched the game. If we're comparing to men's, not on the same level. It's not far off, but it's just not there. But the games are still exciting to watch. I think that's the difference here. We can't compare who skill-wise, who better than who. There's a lot of women who are skilled and a lot of bench players over in the Europa League in Europe. But it's like, is it entertaining enough for me to watch? I've watched, growing up, the U.S. women's team play for the World Cups, for the Olympics. And they're an entertaining game. Now, the men barely qualify, barely win anything. When was the last, again, when was the last time they even qualified to go anywhere? It's not entertaining. Like, it comes down to entertainment at that point. Because that's all sports is, is entertainment. So, if it's entertaining, they deserve to get paid. That's all I have to say. What do you got to say, Donald? I agree with what you said in the beginning. Um, I agree with what you said at the uh, the middle. But towards your last statement, I don't believe that they should be paid based on their entertainment. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> this is juicy, guys. I need to, I need to hear it. Overall, yes, women's sports do have its moments, just like any other sport has its moments. But they do not bring in the same revenue as men's sports. So, therefore, they should not be paid the same now the ncaa men's basketball i believe last year they brought in 918 million compared to the women's who brought in under 50 million i believe and that's in ticket and sales revenue and taking in trailers and media and all that stuff so for for the the contrast to be should they get paid more no they don't bring in that amount of money to be paid that much they just don't like you said the uh, the women's soccer team absolutely 100% they deserve to be paid but in terms of all other sports and programs and stuff no i I, they just their cells just don't reflect what they should be paid. So would you say it could be case by case? Like, like that—that that was my initial point. It's right, yeah. 
Like the like women's the national, national soccer, soccer team, team, they deserve all the money, all the endorsements that they get because they win championships. Right. And it's entertaining, and a lot of Americans watch them play. WNBA, again, totally different because, again, here you go. It's like how much money are they bringing in? The NFL pays the players based on how much they bring in. Same with the NBA. NCAA should pay their athletes, but they don't. Another conversation. But in certain sports, it matters. And in women's basketball, your marketability, people watching it and paying money matters. But I think for me now, Kobe, before he passed, was going to be that icon to make the... He already made that shit. By just wearing the hoodie and yeah. taking his daughter to the games, to the Laker games, to the WNBA game, having players in the league wear the hoodie, that is the marketability that the WNBA needs. And I feel like, not right now, but in a couple of years, they probably will get to the point where they do get paid the, the amount they're supposed to get paid. Because right. of all marketability, at the end of the day, that's all it is. Okay, what do you guys think? Did you guys watch the um, NCAA tournament? For sure, UCLA lost. But we're not going to talk about it. I'm not. I'm not talking about the men's. Tournament. I'm talking about the, the women's tournament. I watched it because of Paige fuckers. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe everybody did. Glad you mentioned her because I personally believe that Paige Beckers have next. I think she can literally be the female face that could basically launch women's basketball. She's that. She's that good. Man, dog. I was watching her highlight tapes in high school. She was playing like a dude. Like she was playing like a dude. Like she was crossing. The, I, I I remember watching her high school highlights all the way through, and I was like, this is this. I would watch this, and that's right. and that's the thing. The WNBA needs players. If okay, they can't dunk. Cool. We all know. What Should else? They they know Should they? Hey. I know Shaq mentioned this, but Candace Parker shut him down. You know? Because I personally think that they should lower the rim. That's just me. Lower the no, no. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, hey, think, hey, think about it. Softball fields are significant, not significant, but they're smaller than baseball. So is it is it is it really bad to lower the rim to where women can actually play basketball and dunk it if they want to? Have a dunk contest. Is it really that bad? Because if it is, okay, cool. But then change the softball field to a regular baseball field. None of those girls are gonna hit home runs. If it's 400 yards, maybe, maybe some, but they're not hitting home runs as much as they used to. I, I think for if we were to lower the uh, the WNBA's rim, I think that would take away from the entertainment side of it. If you want people to watch it, I feel like that would be a handicap. You get what I'm saying? Like, so is a softball field being smaller a handicap to women playing softball? But here's the thing. Nobody watches women's softball. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a national... Well, you know the Raiders went up in the bubble last season for the WNBA, but no... But not too many people are watching yes. women's sport. Yeah. Basketball, so like... Personally, I watched the female um, tournament because... I was more, because I was in my team, Duke, the Blue Devils, they didn't make the tournament. So, like, no Duke, I'm not watching. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. some games, like, Dylan sucks, you know, the game against UCLA, which I think was the best game of the tournament. But the female tournament from, like, the opening round on had, like, some great matchups. And I personally believe that, you know, I personally feel that we have two options. One of them might be, well, I guess you could say both of them might seem to be degraded, but I think you got to put business ahead of feelings here. You can either lower the rim. Okay, I can understand that. You can either lower the rim, which will make the game more entertaining. Because, like, don't get it twisted. Like, the w, like the women's game, like, the fundamentals are on point. But there's not enough one-on-one ball in, in the women's game compared to Yes. Women. You know, everybody basically plays team ball. And also, like, the fast breaks. Like, I'm not sure you guys know, but the fast breaks in the women's game look terrible. Like, they don't really know how to finish <laughs> at the rim. He said they just look terrible. <laughs> they look pitiful. They look pitiful, guys. Like, I'm not going to I'm seeing some of these layups, and I'm like, damn, man. Like I, I don't play basketball that good, but I could definitely. Yeah, no, okay, you say that the page gonna break your ankle. Okay, oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. Your ankle, one hundred percent. I had to, I had to do a keyboard <laughs> warrior moment. She could definitely do that, but the game, like Paige Beckers, right now, her and I say Haley Van Liff. And I guess um, Caitlin Clark as well, the um, freshman from Iowa. Like, those are three stars in the making right there. Those those three can literally be top three in their draft class for the WNBA. Easy. Easy. Hey, going number one. But I think in the meantime, the NCAA and the WNBA can help themselves by, you know, making the game, you know, more 
entertaining to watch. Because why do people watch NBA games? Because, for one, they're going to see some great, you know, one-on-one play. Whether it's like Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, you know, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Giannis, LeBron. You know, he's hurt right now. AD. I want to say Ben Simmons, but I can't. Jesus. <laughs> you know, those type of dudes, they're going to give you a show, you know? James Harden. Front player to watch, KD, front player to watch. The women's game, like, there's not too many Paige Becker, there's not too many Caitlin Clark, so you have to make the game, you know, more visually appealing to the consumers. I think the WNBA, just like the NBA, they're still going to be team ball, but they have to adopt the individuality of these women. Like, when Paige yeah. comes into the league, I don't want her to just keep passing the ball. Bro, call her ISO, make her break her anchor, and take the lane or take a jumper, and take a three. It needs to be individualistic. It needs to have character. You, I, I remember turning on LA Spurs game, they just passed the ball around, which is fundamentally good basketball. But if I wanted to see that, I would just go watch my little cousin play at the YMCA because that's what they do. That's what they teach about it. We're talking about grown women that have individual abilities that make them unique. You have to highlight them. Why do we watch the NBA? Because we know Damian Lillard is going to dribble, step back, call an ISO, and bang down a three over Paul George in a game winner. We want to see that. Kyrie's going to call an ISO, maybe break somebody's ankles, and make the most impossible shot possible. That's individuality. That's uniqueness. The, um, the WNBA has to adopt that for them to move over and get the ratings that they need. At least if you want to get men's ratings, you have to have something for us to watch. Yeah. It's plain and simple. It is what it is. No one wants to see five women just passing the ball around for open shot and maybe making a layup. Yeah, you want me to tune in? Give me something to tune into. But the finishing is just so dreadful. Like, my God. Even, like, the national championship game with Arizona and Stanford. Like, granted, like, like I, for- Man, I forgot the young lady's name. But the po- I believe she's, like, a point guard shooting guard for Arizona, right? Like, she had, like, an open, one of her teammates was open, right, on the wings, on the corners. And she just chucked up, like, a shot that had no chance of going in. It was like, God damn, like, not only do the finishing needs to be better, but. Like, you know, like, where's the court vision in, in that situation? You know what I'm saying? But, but see, right. that's team basketball. Now, if she's a point guard, shooting guard that has handles, and the coach gives her the green light to call an ISO. Yeah. And break down a defender to get a shot. That's a different game. That's the thing. It needs to be individualistic and unique to these players and their ability. If you have girls like Paige that can dribble and have and is a dribble god, let her do what she do. I'm going to watch that. If she can break down a defender and step back like Steph and make a three, I'm watching. I'm not watching five women pass the ball around. And like Liddell said, damn, you just not going to make that shot, man? Like, come on. <laughs> and, and her name is Aria McDonald. Just a kid. Her name is Aria McDonald. Okay. So let me give her a pause. Give her, you know. I'm going to give her, her a great, She had a great tournament. Great tournament. tournament. Like, she averaged, like, over 20 points per game, like, during, like, the final four. So she's very talented. It was just that one shot that took Liddell over, like, nope, I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> that one, she's like, nah, nah, she nah, didn't drop that early, but it was that shot. He's like, nah, I'm good. Not just that, but she had like a wide open teammate. It's like, come on. Like, she was double teamed wide open teammate. Let me take that three real quick. Just... But hey, like, I admire the confidence because if it was Ben Simmons in that situation, we already know Ooh, he ain't taking that We dogging Ben Simmons if you try to do that right now. I'm telling you right now. We are dogging Ben Simmons if he take that shot. He's not here. Yeah. So, Ian McDonald, I'll give you credit for that. Like, you took the shot. You took the shot. Ben Simmons wouldn't do that. So, I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> Lonzo Ball, maybe not. We probably wouldn't do that, but that's a whole other Yeah. <laughs> Let's direct the hate, all right? Let's direct the hate. <laughs> yeah, we talked about you that. I under pressure. I got a list of a few. <laughs> nah, but for real, though, I really think that the women's game had one or two hours. They can either lower the rim. Or they could, well, this is not in the NCAA's case, but the WNBA's case. Like, market the sex appeal of some of the, like, the... Okay, the, okay. The all right. All right. That, that, that gotta be a tech. That gotta be a tech, you know? <laughs> that gotta be a tech. That's one. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, so tell me, why Why do y'all disagree with that? Because, like, it's 2021. We understand, like, even the WNBA, I have homegirls, we'll watch the game. Kelly Oubre comes on, oh my god, he's cute. Oh my god, we can move. It's different for men and women. I'm going to keep it a buck. Niggas are weird. <laughs> we saw what happened to Tia Cooper, where people found out who she was, and she can play ball. 
her comments were weird. That's weird, though. Weirdos were under her comments. It's different. So my thing is, if you talk to any female hooper, not even, my bad, woman hooper, any woman hooper, and you bring up their sex appeal first before their skill. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to bring up that first. But what's the biggest But what's the biggest misconception about the WNBA or women's basketball period. That's some fine NBA players. I'm just letting you know right now. The biggest misconception is, and by the way, nothing wrong with, I don't want to offend nobody, nothing wrong with this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he was going to scare so He was first at the first episode. God. We just started. We just started. <laughs> Hey, but hey, what's the name of the show, guys? Out of bounds, right? Yeah, that is true. You gotta hey, take man. it there, right? You better, you better, so, toe, you better toe tap like OBJ. <laughs> take someone in my Jordans. All right, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. But the biggest misconception is that the WNBA is feel like a bunch of like studs, females. <laughs> that's softball. That's, not the, that's softball. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> okay, that's why I'm going with that. And by the way, there's not wrong with there's not wrong with that. By the way, but I'm just saying like oh, yeah, that's like the biggest misconception, yeah, like especially when I'll be like in like on Reddit or like Facebook groups. I'll be like, like, yo, why don't you guys check out the WNBA? Like, well, I don't want to watch like a bunch of like studs just like you know like slapping high fives and chest bumping oh, like men. Don't I have a timeout for you guys because they're okay. I've watched WNBA games before because I just like sports and even I follow league fits and I know I follow Slam basketball on IG and they started. Doing women fit. I'm not gonna hold you. There's some really attractive WNBA players. Tia Cooper's one of them. I think her name is, Cam is another. I Skylar think Diggins Al- Smith. Skylar Diggins. Drake. Skylar Di- Wait, hold on. Skylar <laughs> Diggins Smith had Drake going to Notre Dame game. Bro, Drake was going to Notre Dame just out of the championship. Like, hey, man, like, we OVO in Notre Dame right now. Like, uh, there were some former uh, WNBA players like Candace Parker comes to mind. Parker's a track. Like, yeah, she's like, another one. The idea that the WNBA's field of women that are, like, unattractive to other men's standards is false. It's just false. Like, if you act, that just shows that you really don't watch. Because if you say, oh, it's women for ugly girls, you really don't watch it then. Because if you did, you would know who Tia Cooper was before her TikTok went up. Like, I don't whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the first time I'm hearing that she had a TikTok, but... Oh, my God. I, 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 you said Tia Cooper, sir? Okay, so T-A-L-A Sparks, you said? L.A. Sparks? Let me go cop a jersey right now. Maybe Sparks ain't bad. Maybe they're not bad right now. And by the way, I'll just speak in terms of casuals. Like me, like I watched the WNBA. Yeah, 100%. Since 1997, like, Teresa Witherspoon was my favorite player of all time, female, in the women's game. My favorite player. She played for the New York Liberty. Like, she was kind of like my female Allen Iverson. Even though she wasn't the type of player that AI was. Like, she was more like a a defensive first player. But I'm mostly speaking for those that refuse to get the WNBA a chance. Right, okay. We live in America, guys. Like, sex sells. Yeah, we we can't deny that. Yeah, you are. Yes, we can't deny that. And it's not like they're not doing it on Instagram already. That is true. So what you want them to do, a car wash? (laughs) I mean, yes, there's, there's attractive WNBA players, attractive women that play in the WNBA, but to me, that shouldn't be the focal point. Like you said, sex does sell. Sadly, sex does sell. That's just the bottom line. But I feel like the WNBA wants it to be more than that because women that watch the NBA aren't watching it for a sex appeal. There's women that actually enjoy watching the NBA. You, you have few that don't really watch it. Oh, I know Steph Curry. I know Kobe Bryant. I know Devin Booker, because Kendall Jenner. You know, like then there's that, but I feel like the WNBA does not want that to be the only thing that has is because at that point you might as well have them playing ball bikinis. If we just watching for sex appeal, then I'm watching to see women who women who because I've seen women who in high school when I was in high school. Shout out to Faith Arthur. She was a baller. I think she plays at University of North Georgia. She was a baller. She was dropping 22 on girls. 25, 25, a hooper. 
Not a bad a hooper. But women can hoop. You got to give them that credit. Because you go to D1, them girls at Duke, they may be women, but they will still cross you. Just because you on Twitter in your mom's crib, you think you can beat Tia Cooper? You think you taking pain? They break your ankles, bro. That's it. So give them their credit. All right, so far, let's answer the question then. So do female athletes deserve equal pay towards their male counterpart? Whether it's soccer, basketball, whatever the case may be, do they deserve I, I think with Noel said earlier, I think it's a case by case yes for the women's soccer team national soccer team no for the WNBA they don't make enough money to support that that's it like I said earlier case by case the WNBA is a special case women's soccer there's no argument. no debate there's no debate they need the money they, not, yeah. they don't need the money they deserve that bad the amount of championships they've won world championships world cups they deserve it that's not a question but the WNBA is gonna be a minute that's all I have to say it's gonna I mean, it's still a young league. You know, they're still young. All right, well, I'm going to try not to be long-winded in answering this question. I'm just going to say, basically, if the numbers show that they deserve it, they should get it. I'm not, I'm all about facts over feelings. So if the numbers support, all right, they deserve more pay, then yes. That goes for soccer and basketball. I think the numbers are going to go up because I think just a segue into one other thing is they just unveiled their two new city jerseys and like legendary jerseys for like their 25th year anniversary for the WNBA. I'm not going to lie to you. I might have to cop. I'm buying buying an Atlanta Dream jersey. It's hard. And that, but see, just like I was on Twitter looking at it, and those men, like, these are hard. Like, these are nice. I might actually want... That's what I'm saying. It needs to be something unique. They look better than half the NBA city. Yeah, a lot of people on the Bleacher Report comments are saying these look better than the NBA jerseys. The Miami Heat ones are garbage. Why are they yellow? Why are they black and yellow? They like those. They look like the Pacers. Evil Cousins. That's what they do. Okay. I, 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 I see what you mean by that. But the numbers are coming in. Just all for WBA players listening, I'm rooting for you. I got my Atlanta Dream jersey coming in the mail. I got y'all. Yeah, we all absolutely support you guys. <laughs> Just for Liddell, you have to make a shot. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to make the shot. That's it. It's, it's all my lady ballers out there. You know, the Paige Beckers, the Haley the Van Lust, the Cameron Brinks, the Dee Dee Richards. Uh, DJ um right. You know, all my female boys out there, I support you guys. I'm basically speaking for the casuals. I'm these messenger boards. I hear what they're saying, and I'm just trying to offer my solution. That's all. But regards, you got you guys got my support. So fellas, I say we take a little brief 30 second intermission, and then once we come back, we're gonna discuss the Deshaun Watson allegations. Should the NFL step in on this, or should we just let the court handle it? The NFL is stepping nowhere near. <laughs> Is there a double standard when it comes down to black athletes? We will discuss all this when we come back. The third eye is about to right here on the Out of Bounds podcast. This was a topic that you brought to us, you know, mm-hmm. in relation to the Deshaun Watson allegations. Now, me, I don't want to be Mr. Tinfoil Hat Man, no, be Mr. Conspiracy <laughs> Theorist, but something ain't right about this situation. But before I delve into my conspiracy about it, how about you tell people, you know, basically what they need to know about this whole Deshaun Watson case, how it came about. And, uh, all the reports. Okay, so the Deshaun Watson case happened a few weeks after he asked the Texans to be traded. It's been talks even after the season after the last game, people knew he was leaving. And so he you know, you heard reports that he's about to leave, he's asking for a trade. They're talking about the Jets, my team. <laughs> trying to take them, bring, bring him in. A lot of teams wanted his services. And then a couple weeks after that, there was an allegation of sexual assault by a masseuse in Houston. There was only, was only one masseuse at the time. Everyone was like, okay, 
Let's, let's see the facts. Then one turn to two, two turn to four, four turn to eight. And now we're sitting at 20. Really? Yeah, we're at 22. Now we're sitting at 22. Come on, man. Allegations against Deshaun Watson from masseuses in Houston. I don't know for sure, but I know majority of them were from like masseuses in the Houston, Texas area. We don't know any names. We know, I think one woman said that she he tried to force her to touch his, you know, you know what I'm saying, private area, doing a massage. That was a reoccurring, like, I guess, accusation that he's done, or just sexual misconduct. And so that's what's been swirling right now. And there's more women coming forward. And I know Deshaun Watson's lawyer about two days ago or three days ago just asked the court for the women to right. come with their names. So, you know, right now, that's all we know. Deshaun Watson has not said anything. His lawyer's been doing all the talking. And as of right now, that's really all we know. It's just there's 22 victims, accusations against Deshaun Watson. He's been let go by the Texans. He's a free agent. And, yeah, that's really all we know about him right now. Wait, Samo, he's a free agent? The Texans released him. Oh, wow. Yeah, he they, they released him, like, weeks ago. Uh, I thought he was still under a contract. No, they either they part ways or they release. I've never seen somewhere he was either released or they part. Yeah, please verify because I saw it somewhere that he was either released or they parted ways with his contract. I mean, it it makes sense. Like, they wouldn't want to associate. No, he's still a Texan. He's still a Texan? He's still a Texan. Okay. Well, I guess my source is an idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Chris Bassard? <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, no. Um, since okay, so he's still in the contract with the Texans. It's for me, my opinion is again, I understand the conspiracy theorists out there. It's the Texans, man, they want to conspire against the black quarterback. Like, I get it, it looks it's like so consequential that he asked for a trade. And then all of a sudden, out of thin air, this 23 or 28. 22, 23 women come forward. It does look weird. They're all signed under the same lawyer. They all are going to a civil suit for money. It just, it's one of those situations that it doesn't look good, but you have to tread lightly because it just doesn't look, it's a civil suit. The first couple women were, I think, filing for money. Um, under the same, all of them are under the same lawyer. So already that looks kind of shaky. Yeah. But I don't even know because it's a tough one. I don't know. If I'm the Texans, if I, even if I'm the NFL, I wouldn't even know what to do because this is a really – because you want to be respectful to the women if they are if, – if the accusations are true, you want to be sympathetic for the victim. But at the same right. time, you want to kind of be neutral in a sense to where, like, you're not blackballing Deshaun Watson and then come to find out it's all fake. The yeah, absolutely. The NFL is in a really interesting – situation in a really tight situation and I don't see them really saying anything about it. I think it's more of a Deshaun Watson. It's like the Texans, that's y'all's problem. We are the NFL. Like, we have nothing to do with that. You guys handle that. But yeah, Nike discontinued their contract. Beats dropped their contract with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I understand from a business aspect, but before I go in, Donovan, because we know like you guys had I was assume some Let's get your thoughts on this before you go. I think what the NFL should do is do nothing. There's absolutely nothing you can do in any situation that can please both sides. You just wait, let it play out. Uh, for Deshaun Watson, I I don't know. I heard he was threatening women in DMs and blackmailing and stuff like that. So I'm not sure what else he can do. I don't see that wrong going in the DMs. But... Uh... but as as opposed to I'm going to the DMs. He's like, forget the the middleman. I'm just going to message you directly. Um, for for companies dropping contracts, I think is a bad move. Like we said, we don't know nothing about the story. I guess they're doing it purely as a the most popular choice. Where oh, of course, if somebody's accused of sexual assault, let's drop our our contract with them and stay far away as possible. But 
I, I always hate things like that because there do turn out to be stories where the guy was innocent and this dude just like lost his lifelong contract with a, a major company. Um, I'm not defending him. I Like I said, I have no idea of what's going on or what happened between the two. All I can say is I feel like everybody should step back, let the things play out in court and go from there. I agree with that. But before I go any further with that, Donovan, we know you have to head off soon. So you want to plug your your social media things like that before you go uh yeah absolutely um you can find everything that you need to know about me through my social media donnie on instagram i write poetry filmmaker photographer poet and now officially a podcast but uh anything else it's it's up there it's on my information how should they search you up on instagram so yeah <laughs> if you have like a period between some letters right i yeah i get this all the time <laughs> they're like how do you spell your name so it's D, period, like Anderson Pat, D-O-N-N-I-I-E. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Don't you forget the period. That's exactly why I put, put it after the D. Just like Anderson Pat, they're going to respect me. Oh, and no, you should have been here when he told the story, like, why he does not like to be called Donovan. It oh has to do with Donovan McNabb. Oh. Yeah. He don't want to be associated with <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't want to be associated with a quarterback that, that puked during the Super Bowl either, so. Ooh. Here we go. Y'all just hey. always hey. find a way hey. to come back and attack fit. us. We yeah, redeemed ourselves. Like they gonna be. Oh, that was a nice little step right there that you gave me. <laughs> yeah. We redeemed ourselves with Big know. Dick Nick, all right? Uh, man, but but D, man, like it was great having you on this episode. Most sure next episode we should have you the whole way through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure, bro, for sure, bro. But take care, all right, bro? All right, guys, keep it down out there. All right, man. Now, it's time for me to then be Mr. Sure. Conspiracy Theorist, right? Bum, bum, bum. We, need a, we need a soundboard. We need, like, the first, what is it, first 48 theme song? Dun, 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 dun. Or, like, what was it? SVU. Law and Order SVU. That's what We need the soundboard. Oh, yeah, all this all this is coming. Trust me, guys. Those, first of all, before I go ahead, if you're enjoying this episode so far, please like and sub- share and subscribe. You know, tell everybody about, you know, this podcast. You know, join the Tuck family. You know, we'd love to have you. This will be the first of many shows down the road. This one's related to sports, obviously, but we have many shows related to, like, whether it's gaming, lifestyle, relationships, movies, whatever you like is all coming down the road. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're enjoying what you see. Also, so yeah, also Apple Podcasts, got a review. That gets us up there on the boards for sports podcast. Hey, let's be the number one sports podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, do what you got to do. Write a real review. Have your girlfriend write a review. Have your dog write a review. Somebody. All your whole family. Get something. Support black businesses. Support black businesses. Yes, Lord. Shout out to my late brother Antonio Godfrey, who's no longer with us for making this possible. We just we just added to the vision. Sure. Shout out to the Godfreys out there. But yeah, my thoughts on this. I find for one, I do not I do not believe in crucifying someone without having all the facts, right? Because we do this as a society. I should say, excuse me, cancel culture. We like to cancel people based off of allegations. And that has always always rubbed me the wrong way because by the way for the record i'm not defending deshaun watson or anything like that i'm just basically speaking from an outsider's point of view you know looking through the glass right this is what i see now throughout the course of the season basically towards the end deshaun watson was very vocal about wanting to leave the team right he cited issues with management order and so requested trade that i want out of here he said texans did not include him in like coaching decisions None of that, right? And so, he's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm out. I want out. I just find it funny how all of a sudden, like, towards the end of the season, like, soon as, you know, Deshaun voices his displeasure with the franchise, and they've been very adamant saying that they're not going to let him go, that, excuse me, that all these allegations are now coming out. And I'm actually glad that, you know, now these women have to, like, file under their real names, you know, because now you can no longer hide under, you know, this disguise of, you know, just, Jane you know, right? Yeah. Plus, we've seen this happen many a time. It just happened, like, it's not, let's say, sports per se, but, like, the whole Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation. You know, how everybody basically condemned Johnny Depp over something that was proven that he did not do or was not the only participant. I truly believe that, you know, like, we should just trust the process. Let's not condemn or, like, convict this man of guilty of something that's haven't been quite proven to be true yet. So yeah because like we've seen this so many times with black athletes right and i don't know maybe because of like his star power but chad wheeler was caught up in like some domestic issues granted like he's no longer in the league but that story came and went is it because of his race 
or is it because of his talent level? My thing is like a, a person's name or fame should not determine the amount of outrage about a situation. You have to keep that same energy regardless with everyone. Mm. Whether it's Deshaun Watson, whether it's Chad Wheeler, whether it's Jason Brown, the former kicker of the New York Giants. Granted, like these are all different circumstances, uh-huh. but you know, like it all adds up, you know, like yeah. somehow. So yeah, I definitely feel that we should just like you know, just let the courts handle it. The NFL should do nothing. I agree with Donald what he said. The NFL should do nothing. And let's just give it time and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I think my, my final thoughts on the Deshaun Watson thing, you, you can't, you know, I, I understand where these companies are coming from. They have a PR team, a major in public relations in college. I get it. They want to distance themselves. They want to appease the public. You know, but again, I understand not crucifying someone until we know all the facts. You know, you know, you bring up the Tory Lane situation. You bring a lot of situations that ha- has happened in the past couple of years where, like, the court of public opinion gives a verdict before, you know, we have the whole evidence. Tory Lane's did it, but I might add. I'm not saying he did He definitely did it. <laughs> There's evidence that says that. But see, evidence came out to see, okay, yeah, he most likely did it. Deshaun Watson, did he do it? Did he, did he do it? I don't. I really don't. I don't have an answer for that. Because I don't really know everything. I don't, nobody knows really everything. The only people that know this is Deshaun Watson, those 22 women, and God. Those are the only three people right now that know, or at least know the truth of really what happened. If he really did it, he'll face the repercussions. If he didn't do it, okay. He'll go play with another team and, you know, go ahead. Kobe dealt with it. It took his course. There's the evidence, you know, and he was Kobe. So... We really can't do nothing. I really don't have a stance on it. I'm really neutral because I don't have, I don't know everything to make a logical decision as to yes. If there, now there's pictures, there's videos, there's audio of Deshaun Watson saying certain things, doing things, and we, that's different. Then yes, lock buddy up. We get it. But I don't know. 20, I mean, one woman, okay. Two, okay. There's 22. That raises an eyebrow. Even for like, it raises an eyebrow for 22. Now we got really look into this because 22 women just don't, don't come up out of thin air so i don't know it's a really touching situation and i understand that these companies and these leagues and these teams want to keep the public at bay but as well somewhat kind of be for deshaun watson you know you don't want to give a verdict too soon but it's it's a neutral situation right now and None of us None know of us virtually anything enough to really to really have a, a verdict. But would you say that there's kind of like a a personal bias or like a certain stereotype about the black athlete or in this instance the black quarterback? Because kind of see, even though it's like a different situation, but Justice Fields, he's about to enter the NFL, and there's been like so many questions about like his his character, field, his character, and things like that. So, what do you think in relation to like? Do you think like? the black quarterback is racially stereotyped and if so is it fault of the black quarterback per se because like for every lamar jackson and patrick mahomes and russell wilson you got your jacoby Brissett, your tyrod taylors you know so i mean okay thank you for that because you got your tom brady's your aaron Rodgers, you got your colt mccoy your aj mccarran you have your carson winces i mean we can play tit for tat all day yeah okay you have your good elite black quarterbacks and then you have your sub are mediocre quarterbacks. Same with white quarterbacks. A lot of backup quarterbacks shouldn't have a job. Colin Kaepernick should still have a job right now. But I'm going to keep it brief, but Justin Fields, I don't know him personally, but we, my high school, we played Justin Fields. I met him a couple times. Cool dude. Work ethic is on 10. He went to Georgia, didn't play with Ohio State. He's a, he's a stud in the job. He's, he's QB number two. And it's disrespectful to put Mac Jones and all these other quarterbacks above him because he's showed us. And Mac Jones only had one season. One, I, I told my friends this. It's the A.J. McCarron syndrome. You have a quarterback that goes most likely an Alabama quarterback. White Alabama or USC. Alabama or USC quarterback. Does kind of decent, has a pretty decent, one pretty decent year. Now he's number two, number one draft. But then they go into NFL. Where's A.J. McCarron? Where's Colt McCoy? They were amazing in college. Where are they now? I think A.J. McCarron's still a backup quarterback somewhere. I have not seen him play. I forgot what team he's on, honestly. (laughs) I think he's, maybe he's on the Bengals. I don't know where he's at. Colt McCoy, I know for a fact, is on the Colts, I think. 
maybe. maybe. See, I don't even I'm know for sure. sure. But yeah, yeah, it's to keep it brief. There's a stigma that's been around the black QB ever since the NFL was created. That's just because. You know, Jim Crow, civil rights movement, the history of black Americans in the country, it's still embedded in the league. And we're seeing it now. You saw it with Lamar Jackson, Heisman winning, Heisman winning quarterback. Well, he went to what, pick 32 or 30s? He was low. How did he got picked in the first round? Or did he? It was like the low first round score. What quarterback are you talking about? Lamar Jackson. No, yeah, because I'm a Ravens fan. He got pick number 32. So he's the last pick of the first round. You telling me the Heisman winning quarterback is the last pick in the draft? Sam Darnold, who got traded for like a six round pick in this year's draft and a couple of seconds, got drafted ahead of Lamar Jackson. A league my MVP. Point. My point. There's definitely still a racial discrepancy in the NFL when it comes to the black quarterback. And we're seeing it with Justin Fields. The kid's a player, he's a baller, he can pass the ball. I know the, the stereotypes of Ohio State quarterbacks isn't the best, but Justin Fields to me is different. Seeing, seeing the kid play, the kid play in, real in real life, he played for Harrison High School. Play for, I played for River Ridge. Seeing this kid play in real life, just in high school, he was an athlete. He was crazy. He was, he's a crazy athlete. So they need to give Justin Fields his credit that he deserves because Matt Jones to me is not better than Justin Fields. I don't think what's this kid named Trevor Lance. I don't think Zach Wilson is not to me in my opinion not better than Justin. Like. We're not going to sit here and play. Like, Justin Fields gets injured, comes back in, scores a touchdown. But we're questioning his character right now. His will to win for his team. Okay. I guess we did. I guess we all didn't see the same game that I saw. I just think the narrative just needs to change because, for the most part, the NFL, especially like draft scouts, they look at black quarterbacks as either just like a scrambler or, like, or a game manager. Yeah. You know? They act like the Lamar Jacksons. The Patrick Mahomes, the Russell Wilsons, the Dak Prescotts of the world, they act like those guys are anomalies. But those guys basically elevated the QB position right now. So basically, when you're looking for a quarterback, you're looking for a QB that's mobile. You're looking for a QB that can throw on a run. You know, yeah. Yeah. Kind of just like, you change the game. Right. But I agree with you, man. I'm not going to spend too much time there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's our last segment of this episode. We call, like to call it the two-minute drill. First topic for the two-minute drill is this. Now, now, no, did you hear about how the NFL is considering altering jersey numbers for the 2021 season? Me no. and Odell Beckham Jr., Alvin Kamara, you know, um, those type of players could wear single-digit numbers. So skill position players could wear numbers from, like, number one. Anywhere zero? I don't know about zero. Because I know the NCAA made, I'm not going to lie, number zero look hard. Watching the college football teams and they wear number zero, that look hard. I'm not going to lie. Me personally, I'm for it. Like, I'm for it. Again, I'm for it. Plus, the NFL, like, it's a a sound business move because that's just, like, more money in their pocket for these jersey sales, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm down. I mean, you know now everything in the, in sports is about style and how things look. You look good, feel good, play good. Deion Sanders. So if OBJ wearing number one makes him look good, feel good, and play good in jersey sale, I don't have a problem. Sure, for sure. Now next up is the Paul Pierce fire from ESPN. Now, we spoke online about this. Do you agree with it or do you disagree with the fire? Again, it's a PR move. You're dealing with ESPN right now. You think ESPN wants their analysts on Instagram live with strippers smoking? He was just trying to get fired. He had to. He he was trying to get fired because ain't no way you that dumb to work for ESPN that's under Disney and do that and not get fired. And not think you're getting fired. He was trying to get fired. And plus, he doesn't seem to care. <laughs> he obviously does not seem to care. I mean, he's, he's a retired basketball player. Hopefully, he has money in the bank that he saved. But I don't think Paul Pierce is hurting for money. That's a fact. That's a fact. And also, well, we briefly already mentioned about the WNBA jerseys. But what jersey do you say is, like, the cleanest? The newest one? I think it was the one that, like, the fighter jet. It was like it was the like green the one. For you guys. Yeah, I wish yeah, I could. I wish I, I, wish I had it. But it was. I think it was a Dallas. It was a Dallas WNBA affiliate. Their ultimate jersey was like a fighter jet, old school green, army green. That to me, that was the cleanest one. Actually, I'm putting it up right now. You said which jersey? The Dallas um wings. Yeah, the uh, the army green one. Were like it looks like a fighter jet, like the star in the middle. My personal favorite was the Phoenix Mercury's. Like, I enjoy Oh, now he has the screen. Okay, hold on. Got the Connecticut Suns here. Dallas Wings, yeah, that one. These are hard. For the people that are listening, the Dallas Wings one is like an old school fighter jet. 
kind of theme, kind of theme. and it looks yeah. hard. I'm I'm, I'm wearing that in the summertime of my show. My favorite was the Phoenix Mercury Jays. Let me see if I could pull those. Oh, actually, the New York Liberty is kind of yeah. The New York ones go hard. Yeah, for sure. Now these are my favorites. Yeah, those they ass. Got a digger. She posted herself wearing these. <laughs> he said, "Yo, we in there, my guy." <laughs> say, yo, I'm watching the Phoenix Mercury this time. Yeah, I always liked it to the Phoenix Mercury though. So, but yeah, no, yeah I, think, I think the WBA with that that's going to direction because I can see myself wearing that jersey on the beach somewhere. So. The WNBA is going in the right direction. And the last time on the Too Many Drill, have you, are you familiar with the Hubert Davis situation? Hubert Davis? No, I'm not. He just got hired as head coach of the University oh, of North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. He said, I'm proud of the fact that my wife is white. See, it's times like these where the Boondocks would be the perfect show right now. Because why does that matter? Why do we care? Why do we care? Your head coach at a college basketball, why do we care that your wife is white? He is in the Bible Belt, so who knows? Maybe he has to appeal to some people, you know what I'm saying? So you going to shut, did he shuck and jive to get the job? Who knows? But, but me personally, I'm a firm believer that you should not quickly marry a person based off the color of their skin. Yeah, and that's sure. about the character, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so to me, like, the fact that he mentioned that is like, you kind of like, all the world will see your wife is is now the white wife. The white wife. You yeah. Know, so yeah. you kind of did your wife a disservice. That, that was my only issue with that, you know? Yeah, he, he did himself dirty, right? I'm thinking, okay, UNC, they got a black head coach. Hearing that, now I want them to lose. <laughs> I don't actually. Actually, I'm lying. That's not my only issue with this. Another issue that I have with it is the fact that, you know, like, how that might come across a black woman. Yeah, You make it look like the white woman is the prize, you know? You feel like yeah. you made it after you got the white woman, so... Maybe that's not what he meant, but the same, he didn't do himself any favors, you know. Nah, that's that's peak cool behavior if I've ever heard it. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, this basically concludes this week's the inaugural episode, the season premiere of the Out of Bounds podcast. But before we go, I'm gonna allow Noah to plug himself, his his IG. I barely got Instagram nowadays, but I do for photography reasons. Um, writer, photographer, about maybe about to be a PR consultant. I don't know, but you can find me at IG on all my social platforms. Just the No Austin. You know, that's it. I keep it simple, keep it sleek, keep it modern. So yeah, the No Austin. That's it. And you got you know I don't really post that much. I mostly post on the True Every Culture IG page, but you could guys can find me at Liddell the Fashionista on IG. Fashionista. That's like the only places that you go find. I don't have Twitter and all that other stuff. And also, lastly, before we get out of here, please be sure to also follow us on IG at True Everculture, Facebook True Everculture, and subscribe to this YouTube channel, The Tuck Podcast Network. Guys, so please, if you enjoyed this week's episode, please let us know if I like, share this video, and subscribe to this channel. Let everybody know that you're rocking with the Tuck fam. We're greatly appreciated. And on that note, we out. Over yo. Over yo.